I believe that veterans are the key to unlocking America's next golden age. By empowering and influencing one million veterans to transition well and become leaders in their communities, we can unlock our country's destiny and continue to change the world. My name is Bernard Bergen. Stephen Kuhn is a global citizen, world traveler, and the ultimate problem solver. If you head over to his website, stephenkuhn.com, you'll realize that his mantra is honesty, integrity, and transparency. From presidential transitions teams to members of the European Parliament, Stephen is on the Rolodex of those people who need hard things done, done quickly, and done well. Here to teach us the lessons from his life that keeps him in demand and keeps him in places of influence and power, Stephen Kuhn. Let's get started. From presidential transition teams to members of European Parliament, you are the go-to problem solver from business to connecting people to goals or people to the people they need to finish a project. You know, at your website, stevekuhn.com, your mantra is honesty, integrity, and transparency. So let's get real transparent right at the start. And, you know, I heard you in another interview. Take me to 2008. Take me to that moment, that feeling, those emotions, and just take us through what that felt like. Because we see you now, and we at times can't connect that that was a part of how you became what we admire today. Okay, so you're talking about the crash and burn, obviously, correct? Yeah. yeah. Well, if I'm honest, if I'm truly honest, it was almost a relief. I was to the point where I was in corporate, self-employed, but I was a corporate jockey, I guess you could say. So I had all these corporations hiring me to do their dirty work. Uh, anything that wasn't working, I would fix it. So I was constantly on the road, running around. It was great. It was satisfaction because you always got the attaboys. Mm. You, know, uh, you could go and, and you know, you'd parachute in uh, you know, and take out the target right. and you'd leave again. Everyone else was left to do the dirty work. Uh, sorry, the easy work. But it was too much. It was all about them and not about me. Mm-hmm. It was all about you know, getting the job done for somebody else. It was, I had no satisfaction whatsoever. I was overweight. I wasn't happy. My marriage was ending. Mm. And uh, it just all, it literally everything ended at once. Oh, wow. Yeah. So literally within a week, the job was gone or the, the contract was gone. My wife was gone. My first wife was gone. And we also had a crash in our business in, a, in the States with my twin brother, Scott. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was gone too, within a week. Same week. Wow. Same week. So yeah, I was, needless to say, I was on the edge. <laughs> but it took me a couple of days and then I said, you know what? I can breathe. Oh, wow. I can actually breathe. I feel sort of good. Yeah. And I decided, you know what? I'm not going to rush this. I'm going to see what this brings. So I didn't have any money. So I rented my apartment out in Berlin, Germany, and I slept on the sofa twice a week. As of Saturday and Sunday, I could sleep on the sofa, on my own sofa. Your own bar. Yeah, your own <laughs> yeah. Bar. yeah. And the rest of the time, I just sort of looked around for somewhere to stay with friends, friends, you know, that kind of stuff. So I have no family in Germany. So, and I took a good couple months of just living on 11 euros a week, eating cheese and bread every day, mm-hmm. drinking tap water. And I just sort of let it come to me and said, what, what am I doing? Do I want to go back to that? I definitely don't want to go back to that. Right. So I called a friend. I was at a low point. I called a friend in Austria and I said, look, I can't do this anymore. Either you do something. It was a very good friend or I'm probably not going to be here tomorrow. Mm. And, and he said, look, hang tight. Check your email in about an hour. And in about an hour, I had a, uh, an e-ticket to go to Austria. Oh, wow. He picked me up at the airport and literally 
kicked me out of the car at a monastery. Yeah, it was a Benedictine monastery in the in the mountains. And I said, why Benedictine? And he said, because they're spiritual and they're religious. Right. So Benedict, Benedictine monks, they meditate and they pray and they chant. Huh. So it's not just, it, it wasn't really the, the structured religion he was looking at. It was more of the spiritual sort of go in and just absorb. Right? right. And I'll tell you what, I absorbed and I absorbed and I absorbed and I absorbed. And I came out of there, I don't know how many months later, and I wasn't fit for civilization yet. That's how virgin I'd become, if I yeah. can say it. Yeah. I knew who I was. I knew who I was. I knew what I was capable of. I knew where I could go. I knew I found and recognized, let's say, powers in me that I never would have ever found elsewhere. So that was, it was too powerful to go back into the world right away. So I went to the mountains, and I lived in a little like a, a hut with no supplies or anything. I just knew that the universe would take care of me. <laughs> and it did. And it did. And it did. People started coming up uh, from the village. I wasn't like 200 meters below the, um, which is, I guess, I don't know, 600 yards below the uh, snow caps of the mountains. Right. So people would like pilgrimage up there. and We just have, you know, all day long discussions. Oh, and, wow. and this is, gurus are funny because they, they called me the guru. But what it was is I was learning more from them and they were from me and they didn't even know it. <laughs> and I don't think I, I don't think I knew it then either. When I came back, I said, I'm never going to go back to that kind of world again where my life is dictated by somebody else. Wow. Wow. And that's, that's, I came back, and the first thing I did is said, I want to start slow. So I went back to my old industry, which was the nightclub business. Mm -hmm. And I got into that. And all I did, I wouldn't go into the club. I just stood up front in a suit and tie and welcomed all the people with a kind of flair and difference that to, to this day has set the standard in Berlin. And that was, you know, 2008, 2009. <laughs> So yeah, that's what happened. And then since then, I just, I literally refused to do, you know, honesty, integrity, transparency. That's the basis of everything for me personally. Right. And for me in business, but it starts with me. Right, 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 right. But it starts with me. So the, the point is that if I can't be honest with myself, if I can't be truthful and transparent with myself, then it's not going to come out the other side either. Mm -hmm. And that was what I was, that was what I was working on. Everybody talks about, yeah, I'm, you know, my integrity and da, da. Yeah, maybe to other people, but they see if you're not integral with yourself or not. They see if you're not if you're lying to yourself. Absolutely. And what that does is when you have that with yourself, it creates a presence that's unshakable. So that's why I can walk up to Bill Clinton. That's why I can walk up to whoever, Kofi Annan, and just walk, hey, Kofi Annan, how you doing? Right. And it just clicks because I have that presence because I know who I am and I'm transparent 100% with, let's say, everything around me. I sort of, I'm sort of gelled together because that's just who I am. Yeah. Uh, what I took away from that was, yes, there was a tremendous amount of pressure as things were shaky. 2008, globally, we're all feeling this pressure, this squeeze. And in that moment, you found the area where you could then, again, walk away from it all. Then you went into more of a spiritual cleansing, a basic training, so to speak, of for your own life. and kind of aligned with your core principles, honesty, integrity, transparency. And then now, as you emerge from that cocoon, so to speak, you were able to just align with this mindset, this core belief and value that not only do you teach and train now, but you share with the world. Can that mindset be learned? And does it require suffering to learn it? I don't think it requires suffering, but it requires brutal honesty with oneself and the will to admit things that you, many people refuse to admit. Yeah. It requires you to take down your guard, take off your armor, put your shield down, and be, what's the word? I can't think of the word in English. I'm thinking in German for some reason. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just speak in German all day. It requires to being um, open, just open to what may happen. 
Right. You may not like what happens, but what, what I do is I deal with everything with my intuition. So if something happens to me, I listen to this before it turns to that. Ah. So I listen to my intuition before it turns to a thought. And if I don't catch it before it turns to a thought, I push it back down and say, how did that feel? And right. even with business, if there's a business decision I have to make and I want to do it, but my intuition is saying, don't do it, I won't do it no matter how much money it is. No matter uh -huh. where. Yeah. So no, I don't think there's suffering needed to be, but you have to be willing to be wounded in the Whoa. process. Whoa. I'll tell you what, ego, uh, you know, your ego is probably your worst enemy. And most people don't even know they have one. <laughs> that's just like I have friends that this is who I am. I said, that's not you at all. That's your ego. That's all your ego. That's not you. So when that gets stripped away, you're sort of naked. It's like taking your uniform off suddenly and you're a civilian. That's literally what it feels like. Mm. You're sort of like, okay, I don't know what to do. I don't know. Uh, no one knows who I am because I don't have a uniform on. I don't have name tags. I don't have a patch. I don't have a combat patch. You know, who yeah. am I? And that's where the ego kicks in for us as well because we start talking. I was in the military and I did this and I did that and that, yada, yada. And most people, unless it's another veteran, could care less. Right. right? And right. you're digging a hole for yourself and you're making yourself dependent on that story to be your personality. Huh. Yeah. So if I, if I can say, you know, a lot of guys or girls or whatever, uh, veterans, and this might not resonate very well with some. I want to say this as respectful as possible. I don't mean this in a bad way, but a lot of people, the military was the highest part of their life when it comes to being selfless, when it comes to being selfless. Right. Because after the military, like me, I served some corporate figure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's not selfless. It's not bigger than me. It's not a big meaning. It doesn't have any meaning at all. It's just to make money. In the military, we had that global impact. We had that something bigger than ourselves, the ultimate sacrifice. Right. So if that's the highest you ever had in your life and you're 20 or 25 when you get out, the rest of your life, you're seeking that. Yeah. It's hard to break out of that. You know, like this job, I hate it and da, 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 da. So you cling on to it. And say, this is my identity. I'm a veteran. I was in the military. This is yeah. what I did. And yeah. that's their whole life. As noble as that is, that actually holds one back unless you can make a business out of it like Article 15 uh, clothing and things like that. Right. But that's right. It's, right. It's, few and, it's few and far between. Yeah. But what was so interesting about you going deep there is my heart always breaks when I meet someone and they introduce themselves and they introduce themselves by their, their rank first. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. You know, like... We're human. <laughs> yeah. You needed to lead with that idea of who you were. And I just don't believe that life is designed to be lived that way. I believe there's beauty in each day, beauty in each moment. And I love what you said. You have to be aware that it's okay to be wounded. And that's showing up as who you are today. And I love that you're, you know, you're a living example of being in that space and what then it attracts to your life. Because again, you're, you're super well connected, but it's not because you wanted to be well connected is that your energy and who you've become has attracted those influencers to another influencer. Um, well, that's exactly what it is. It's you, you attract when you're at this level of, let's say being, it, it, you literally attract people, whether it's online on the street or, or driving down the road. It's just, you literally attract these people and you see them and you feel them too. And they feel you. Right. I mean, it sounds sort of magical. People think it's sort of strange, but it's something you can't really explain, but it just simply happens. And I'm, you know, I'm proof of it. But back to that, what you were saying is the reason that these people introduce themselves with the rank is because that was the only time in their life mm. they, they had that higher purpose. Right. And how do you get from that higher purpose in the military, in the civilian world? The only way you get the higher purpose is to know right here exactly mm -hmm. who you are, mm -hmm. what, you're what you're capable of, and then you do it with an ease of professionalism and full passion being there. And yeah. you just spread, spread the word. Look, I speak all over the world, and I spoke in October in Egypt in Cairo at a 
entrepreneurs conference. Right. I don't know, 2,000 people, who knows? I think it was 2,000 people, I'm not sure. And I've rarely had a more receptive audience. Wow. But, I went on, but I went on stage and I was just me like I am right now. What happened was is I resonated so much with these uh, entrepreneurs that, that I have a following now in Egypt. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm booked for eight more speeches this year. Whoa. Yeah. And Morocco, I just got yesterday as well. So I think the Arabic world is looking for uh, true leadership that's not the structured leadership or the, the sort of... Right, the know, traditional, yeah. yeah. Right, right, right. It seems to me I hooked a niche there. And see, you got to be aware of that too, that what can you do to bring value to other people's life and be unique? Yeah. So that is really um, where my next question goes because your branding workshop is in high demand and you just shared you know, that it's definitely connecting you know, in Morocco and, and Cairo. As I research your branding wor- workshop, you, know, you help people improve their businesses, but more importantly, their life. And I think you, know, you just shared your journey of transformation and, and you understand uniquely where you have to start, what you have to uh, actually accept, what you have to walk away from to start the process of rebranding and truly living the brand instead of holding it out in front of you like a flyer or like a rank. When you do your branding workshops, where do you think people get stuck the most? And where do the people who excel, where do they start so that they are on the fast track? Because I know that everyone doesn't fully apply the principles when you're telling them, look, this works, but you have to live the principle. My workshops are so exciting and so well booked is because I don't tell them anything. I facilitate. Uh I I pull it out of them. I have a list of questions that we go through depending on how far we go and how deep we can go. And at the end of these workshops, they have tears in their eyes because they say, I can't believe this is who I am. This is, I always knew it, but I could never get it out. Or my business has has a whole new message or my business is has transformed from the six hour workshop. And what it is, is is I work with the people directly and I I refuse to think, to have them think here, they're all here the whole time. So when they start saying, uh, how about this? uh, And they start making, I'm like, stop, stop. Just stick Mm -hmm. to the question. And listen to your, to your intuition. And what does it say? What kind of a service do you offer? And why do you offer it? And what's the purpose of your service? And what's the personality of your service? Mm-hmm. And if your service and you, do you match? Do they automatically connect wow. your service with you? Or if not, there's a problem. Right? Right. I go that deep. I get to the point where people are like sometimes yelling at me. <laughs> I said, look, we're here for one thing, to make you better and to make you say, I'll make you better than anybody else, period. Yeah. And the only way to do that is to break that shell. Wow. You know? Wow. And so, yeah, they're very, very successful. They're very, very high demand, like you said. For me, the most important thing is getting to the person first. Mm. Make sure that they're, they're capable of actually going through the workshop themselves. Or like the other, I had the other day, I had 17 people in a workshop. That's a big job there. Yeah. Get everybody on the, same, on the same sheet, and there's always one that pulls back. And you got to be sometimes brutal. Uh, not with words, but right. with cutting them off. Okay, mm-hmm. stop. I, I understand what you're trying to say. We're mm-hmm. going in, a, in another direction. Stop thinking. Bring it back down here. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. So branding workshops, it's more of a self-finding workshop, I guess you could say. <laughs> if your business is there, you know, if your business is there, then you're just going to benefit greatly from it. Have you ever seen the inverse after someone, you know, just really uh, went deep with your workshop, your training, and just connecting with their personal integrity that they said, you know what, I really need to sell my business because I am not truly bringing the best to the marketplace because I still need to work on me. Funny you say that. <laughs> in November, uh, I had a guy who had 100 women's health clubs in, in Austria and Austria and Switzerland, and he didn't know his message. 
wow. sorry, Austria and Germany. And he didn't know his message. So he called me up and he said, can we do, he saw me on TV and he said, can we do a workshop? And I said, sure, we'll do a workshop. So I went down there and it was sort of interesting because I had a hundred women that I was going through this workshop with, a branding workshop with a hundred women and him. <laughs> so he was this God to these women because right. he was the owner. He was the owner. Yeah. But what, what came out in this workshop is that it wasn't him. Mm. It wasn't him. So within three months, he sold everything. Wow. So wow. everything. And now he has a ski hut and does ski uh, instruction in Salzburg, Austria. Okay. More aligned with his... That's who he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's who he is. You know, the freedom, that the air and, the, and just the love of nature and things like that. And what he did was really cool because I helped him facilitate that he sold each of his shops to the women who worked there. So they each have their own business now. Whoa. Because it was important for him that the women, that the women that worked there and the women that were the members, that they still had that personal feeling. Right. So he thought, how better to do that than to have these women? He got them loans and everything to help them set up their business. Oh, wow. Yeah, oh. it was incredible. It was, it was incredible. Man, what I like is that, you know, as you've changed and as you've become laser focused, your, the ripple effect is continuing and affecting the lives that you get to touch and train. Have you seen any deep resistance where, and I'm wondering, because you are a global citizen, what pockets of resistance show up based on culture and country? Wow. Well, I'm in, in Hungary right now, which is where my wife and children live. And it's a very pessimistic society. Very beautiful. I love the society. It's very old, but it's very pessimistic. So even this word coaching or this word mentorship or this word workshop has a bad taste. Oh, you're going to try to change me and that kind of stuff. So that's here. In Germany, it's all logical. So there's very little feeling. It's all logical. You know, in Spain, it's all emotion and no logic. You know? <laughs> so you have to deal with these different kinds of innuendos so you can get, you have to touch the people. And finding out how to touch them it was the hard part. I've got it down now because I connect with people directly and not with sort of the organization or anything. So right, right. connect with them directly. And um, I think, you know, of course, you always have kickback from people who don't want to change. You can't see it. I had a guy here last week for a personal coaching session. He flew in and it was disaster. The guy was just, he just closed. Just and so far away from who he is that he couldn't come to himself. And we did finally get there and he was crying and, uh, you know, and was repentful and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And then he left and he said, thank you so much. And he left and he called me the next day and said, no, that's who I am. And I'm going to stay that way. Wow. Yeah. So he, he, he couldn't deal with it. And I said, okay, I'm, I can't help you. I'm not going to force somebody to when they're not right. ready. Right. And it's damaging to me too. Yeah. And I'm not rich by any means, but when I'm in a position that I am, I can choose. Yeah. You know, do I want to touch five people in six hours or just one guy in six hours? Mm. You know, do I want to spend six hours where I could touch other people? No, I want to, I want to touch five people. Right. So, yeah. yeah. You know, that's powerful. You know, I love that you're displaying both the hard work and the hard work, but also that there is this natural resistance at times. And, you know, I've, I remember when I went down the journey of coaching that, you know, initially super resistant and, and the principles made sense, but committing to the principles and the process and staying in the process, despite what it feels like was a bit of a challenge. Now, your process was different. Like you said, you went through this stripping away, spent some time in the monastery and truly connected with not just you, but the energy and love and intuition of all things. Now, if someone knows that they need that change, because again, the rehab business is booming and it shouldn't be, you know, like unfortunately it shouldn't be, I guess, especially to the veteran leader space, how can we help people understand that it's worth giving coaching a try and commit to that try when you're in that moment. 
Coaching is a funny word because unfortunately in our business, you know, I'm not a coach full time. I do that only like the highest requests and I usually, usually don't do it right away. Um, <laughs> I like mentoring more. I sort of, it's sort of a, it's the word sort of I'm with them all the way and not just. Yeah. Them. Right. Right. So, right. yeah. So it's, so we do business, everything. I think coaching has become a, uh, a sort of a bad name in some places because there's, there's all these online coaches mm-hmm. that, that are, you know, 20 years old, 21 years old, 25 years old or whatever. And they have no experience except theory and they're teaching systems and processes that in theory work and do work for some people that are at the lower levels of transformation. But when it comes to someone who's had sort of a full life and they're at the point of their life where they're laying, where they're saying, what am I doing? Hmm. What is my purpose here? Why am I, you know, 45 years old, 50 years old, six years old, what am I doing? What is, why am I still here? What, that's the kind of people I like dealing with. Uh-huh. They're ready. They're ready. Yeah. They're ready. And, and to anyone who does, who thinks coaching is a joke or think coaching is a waste of time, I challenge them to do a session with me and walk away not being blown away. I challenge mm-hmm. you. I challenge you. <laughs> and and uh, listeners, I challenge you as well. That's stevingcoon.com. <laughs> you know, I've been soaking in your stuff. I caught your you know, interview with Chris. And, and like I said, just the directness, your heart for actually connecting with people. It's not pretentious at all. And that's what I really enjoyed about it. You know, just it was, hey, guys, this is who I am. And if I can help, I can help. And if I can't, if I can't point you to the person, I'll just let you know right up front. I really, yeah. really appreciated that. Well, I, I think you know, that comes from uh, having no expectation of what you want from me. Mm-hmm. And our society is built upon how can I please the other person in front of me? How can I look good? You know, mm-hmm. how can I get the job? How can I get the money? How can I get the, the you know, the contract? How do I look good on social media? What can I do to, you know, to, 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 to the whole time? Expectation, expectation, expectation. I don't have an expectation. You see me as I am and you will connect with me or not. Uh-huh. And that's it. And I don't try mm-hmm. and find a way or try to be a way or try to talk a certain way. And to do that, that takes massive, massive uh, discipline, massive <laughs> discipline, because you have someone in front of you who can change your life. Right. And if you say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing, that person might walk away. So how far will you go? Yeah. And me, I, I go all the way. I, I just am who I am. And I saw that, that it's almost like a chart that goes up. The more aware you are of it, mm-hmm. oh, man, if, if I say the wrong thing right now, if I say the wrong thing right uh-huh. now, and then suddenly you say, you know what? I'm just going to be me. <sighs> There's no pressure at all. Zero. Right. And living, living life with no expectations is so gratifying, so gratifying. Even if you talk about, let's say, for instance, with your wife, you know, you go out and, you know, you go to dinner and stuff, you buy her flowers, you come home, you're thinking, maybe, you know, it's a night and then she falls asleep and you're mad. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? That, that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen because it is what is. You know, right. No, no right. Expectations. Enjoy the moment. It's, it's, it sounds so cheesy sometimes, but man, that's, that's the way I try to live my life. It doesn't always work, but I, you know, that's the way I try to live my life without expectations. I'm by far not perfect. I have my PTSD issues and that kind of stuff too, but yeah. um, I deal with them differently, I think, than a lot of people do and that I go in me and I challenge it directly and say, okay, Mr. PTSD, what do you want today? Mm-hmm. What are you trying mm-hmm. to take away from me? What is it? Let's talk about this. You know, it's literally how I go into my head. Yeah. 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 I love that. I think people need to, to hear that as well instead of, kind of running away or hiding or medicating. And you know what, what I want to talk about now is, you know, as you live your principles, honor, integrity, you know, transparency. Now, do you find living these principles to be easier than living the Army Corps values when you serve? Or was it just a transfer of clarity? And now you're just like dialed into the tip of the spear of just who you are. I think that tip of the spear, you're always sharpening it anyway. Mm. So, you know, you're always sharpening it, you're always honing it, you're, you know, you're yielding it and that kind of stuff. Being in the military, you can be on autopilot because you're told what to do, when to do it, how to do it, and, you know, 
And here you have to make every decision on your own. So, and every decision you make has impact on everybody around you, not yeah. only yourself. Yeah. So if you're married and you have children, every decision that I make has a, you know, an action or a result or a reaction from someone around you. That was always for me the hard part because of these expectations. Right. If I do this, if I do this, she'll think that, and she thinks that, I'll feel like this. You know, it's like, whoa, stop. <laughs> mm -hmm. It was very difficult to get to this point. It took a lot of trial and error. It took a lot of self-loathing, I guess you could say. And actually, like I said, to be wounded a few times. And right. then look in that wound and stick my finger in there and, you know, why does this hurt? You know, yeah. Yeah. I, okay. So, so we're going to stay there because I think that's going to help so many veteran leaders, so many people that love and support us to understand the process of cleaning out, you know, some of those wounds. And so, something that I had to wake up to, you know, after I transitioned out was my wife and I, we added up like all the time I was away. And in the six years I served, it was five full years. And, you know, I had it down to four. And she was like, no, it was five, you know, and she knows. <laughs> and when you kind of stare at that and you wonder why you're not as close as you once were, you know, it's glaring. Like you said, it's a wound. And, you know, like what I started doing was just humbling myself and going and ask for help, asking people who've been married longer than me, you know, going to marriage conferences, like, look, what book, what training, what workshop? And that's where I would use my vacation time. And people are like, vacation time for marriage conferences? I'm like, yeah, that's my wound. Like, I don't want to betray someone who walked with me through some dirty, you know, years of life because, you know, we were being asked to do hard things. The pressure was what it was. And now I want to serve. And like you said, in that way where there's no expectation, I'm just going to give and as things flourish, they flourish. And as they stay still, they stay still. But like you said, you have to stick your finger in there. Yeah. And I think you, you did the exact right thing is that what most people won't take that first step and then make it into a habit. But then somewhere along the line, that learning from others turns into learning from yourself. And I think you're at that point or past it already. You, you pass that point of being reliant on learning from books and, and things like that and doing it yourself. Yeah. Uh, learning from yourself and reflecting from yourself. And I think you're, it sounds to me like you're, you're at that point or past it already. So that, that's awesome. And that's, that's sort of the process that I went through too, is that, you know, you look for other people for guidance, you look for other people for answers and things. And you say, okay, I get it. I get the premise, but this is me. I'm different. So yeah. how do I deal with it with me? Yeah. And then you start going through that process with yourself. And that's another deep dive. And that's another deep, you know, I'm sure you went through that. So, and then, you know, with the wife and kids and everything, and, you know, I learned my first marriage, uh, what not to do. And this marriage now I've been, actually it's eight years today since we met and decided to go out with each other. Eight years today. Wow. Yeah. I thank her every day. You know, I literally look at her every day and I look at her in her eyes and I real and I make sure mm -hmm. that we're connected and I say, you know, I love you. I, you know, I love you. You know how much I appreciate you, how proud I am of you as a, as a, as a human being, as a woman. And then it's never boring and it's never cliche and it's never a routine because I do it differently every day. Yeah. At different times, with different things. And I tell my children that as well all the time. I tell them how proud I are of them and how amazing they are and that they're not, they're not better than anybody else, but they can be the best person in the world. No right. one's better than them. Everyone's equal, but it depends on how you give back and that kind of thing. I'm just so thankful for my life. And I think when I was looking for, in your situation where, where I was, I was looking for that. I went to a different path. I went to a shaman. Oh, wow. Uh, who administered ayahuasca. Ayahuasca is the Shipibo Indian, also the Amazon mother plant. Mm. And if, if you know pe uh, peyote, yeah. uh, the American, American Indians use peyote, well, the South American Indians use ayahuasca. And that transformed me. Like nothing I've ever experienced in my life. And it was so soft and loving and so caring. It was such a meaningful transformation for me mm -hmm. uh, that I, I do it maybe once a year now for the last 10 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it puts armor on you that's soft. 
Mm-hmm. But it's, you know what I mean? It's, you're, you can go, you can withstand anything. But yeah. it's not because yeah. you're wearing metal. It's because you are who you are and you're in touch with yourself. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. In August, I went to Peru to immerse myself completely in a 12-day retreat with the same guy. It's, it's the same guy. I've been doing it for 10 years. And I ended up meeting a group at the compound at the Temple of the Moon where the Incas sacrifice temple was. Yeah. And we ended up going, flipping back and forth between ayahuasca and San Pedro. Ayahuasca is the mother plant. San Pedro is the father plant. Ayahuasca you take at night and San Pedro you take during the day. And that yin and yang, that, that masculine and feminine energy, whoo, incredible, incredible. Right. That San Pedro is what gave me what people call, some, some people, like women call me, they say I'm the, I'm the, what do they call me? The humble masculine. Ah. So, you know, the humble masculinity. I'm a big guy. I got muscles. I'm tall. You know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm brash and stuff looking. But I, the way I speak doesn't match the way I look. It's sort of like, oh, this guy's like totally masculine, but he's completely humble. Oh, wow. So that comes from me completely letting go, realizing who I am and balancing that female, say that masculine and feminine. Right. And that with my wife together as well. Man, I mean, it's just, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I got to say my wife is a Hungarian, absolute stunning woman, amazing mother. I met her and people are going to get shocked at this, but this is Eastern Europe. Don't, don't forget. I met her. She was 21. I was 42. <laughs> so, and, uh, now she's turning 30 in almost exactly a month. And I'm, and I'm 50. So yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's been quite a journey, my friend. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. So man, I love, I love that. And I love how, you know, you broke down, you know, going in, getting clarity and staying in that place of clarity so that you can be bold, be truly strong, but also truly humble. And I think that is something that brilliant to share because so many, especially men who served, definitely need to start walking that line of, of a clearer path to humility so that they can truly be most effective. And be a man again. Yeah. Let's face it, our society is, and especially in America, they're bucking the system like, crazy. you can't be a man, you, you know, that kind of stuff. And that's because they, they're confusing masculinity with machoism. Ah. It's, it's, uh, machoism is an act and masculinity is an energy. Right. right? So, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, we, everyone hears about the, the feminine, femininity. Everyone hears about it every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, trying to find that balance is difficult. But what you said is that letting go and staying in that place is exactly what I'm talking about. It's like you're passing the baton. So you learn from others, you read the books, you go to the seminars, and sometime you got to pass that baton. Yeah. And then it's you with you. <sighs> you have to take over. Right. You have to take over your own process. Right. Stop looking to others for answers because yeah. you have them already. You've become, you've got the information, you're processing, now you know what to do. Yeah. You have to take that leap over that gorge and say, now I'm doing it on my own. And that's where the growth explodes because you're not dependent on anyone anymore, right. just, yourself. Right. just yourself. Right, right, right. And you can go within and continue your journey. Now, let me ask this. Now, you're a global citizen, and I think so many uh, veterans miss the opportunity to be global citizens, to truly tap into the rich culture of the world from, you know, you mentioned Cairo, Peru, D.C., you know, like you, Germany. What does it take to be free enough to be a global citizen? You know, because I think at times just cultural norms and mindsets trap you, you know, to the box that you think must be a reality versus just enjoying the fullness that each country, each people, each culture has to offer. It's what you just said. It's a box. People believe that they can't do this and they can't do that. The first question I get is, how did you stay there? Mm-hmm. Or how did you, what do you, do you, are you a citizen? Or, you know, it's really not that difficult. You know, what I say is this, just break it down real simple. If you want to try to work in Europe, you want to go to the UK or something or whatever, look for contract jobs and come over and do a contract job. You can work here as an American from a corporation. If you have a business, an LLC or whatever you have, 
for 90 days mm-hmm. on contract because you're not here as a city you know, paying taxes or anything. So you can hire right. a trainer. Mm-hmm. If you like it, stay. If you don't, you don't. Then you had a process for the immigration and things like that as well, which is difficult, but there's always ways around it. What I do is I provide a service and I provide a service that, that, that most others don't. And I do it in a way where I make people feel fantastic when they do it. So that travels word of mouth and I'll have a contract in Phoenix and I'll be in Nevada, Las Vegas. And then I went to Jupiter, Florida. Mm. Then I went back to Germany and that was all word of mouth. All word of mouth. And, and I charge, you know, astronomical when I go to the States because I don't, I really don't want to be away from my family. So I yeah. would say yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's another thing. And you know, what do you charge? You know, what do you charge? How much do you charge? Yeah. And my lesson was I was on uh, LinkedIn my whole career, basically, the last 10 years have been on LinkedIn. And I got a, an email one time in LinkedIn and said, hey, we could, we'd like to use you in Turkey for a day so you can mediate. There's an investment meeting between this and this company, and we, we know you do that. Could you do that for us? And I thought to myself, I do not want to go mm. to Turkey. And I said, all right. So I gave him a price that was ridiculous. Yeah. Just so high, that's so high that I knew he'd say no. And then they said yes. <laughs> yeah. And I knew right then that was my value plus 20%. So, um, and that's what I do. And that's what I do. So. Wow. I love it. And, and, and there we are again with that, with that mentality, that humility. I can actually say, say to you that I can say, when someone says to me, how much are you? And I say, this is what it's going to cost you. Mm-hmm. I say it in a way where you just, it is. Right. It's, right. it's not me that, um, right, right. Uh, you know, it's, it's not just, throwing darts at a dartboard. Right. right. It is what it is because you felt that, that process. The energy stayed the same. Nothing changed. It's just who I am. It's just how we do it. Yeah, and that's yeah. also a process you got to do is that belief that you're worth much more than you usually think you are. I think right. most people, most people will think they're worth way too little. Uh-huh. Yeah, I could never do that. I don't know that. Everyone knows something that someone else doesn't know. Yeah, <laughs> everyone. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. And I and I love that you shared that because I know so many veterans are looking to be entrepreneurs. You know, looking to you know own their own business actually have more time freedom. They spent so much time away from their families, love their families. And I think you just gave us a blueprint of, you know, self-discovery, rediscovery, consistent uh, tapping into intuition, and then truly valuing who you are and the uniqueness you bring to any marketplace. And I love that, you know, again, you're, you're a living example of the process. Why do you think so many veterans, without knowing it, just repeat I guess the systems and habits that I'd say a full 80% of veterans follow to include lacking being a global citizen, you know? Well, it's, it's because it's, it's a group mentality, isn't it? You know, I'm, I'm safe there. I'm safe in my group. I'm safe uh, with my veteran t-shirt on when everybody else has a veteran t-shirt on. I know that I'm going to be, I'm going to be recognized uh-huh. and appreciated if I'm wearing a veteran t-shirt. I have my license plate. I know someone's going to hoop and wave at me. You know, that's my safe place. You know, right. that's my safe place to be. It's not a bad place to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if, if you want to grow, uh, you need to break out of that sometimes you know, right. and, and sort of find your own way. I think, you know, as far as entrepreneurship goes, right now, the online opportunities are just ridiculous. I literally took my offline business, which has been the last 20 years, four days a week on the road in, in 9, 10, 15 countries. And I've stopped completely. Now. Mm-hmm. And since three months, I've been home. I've earned four times the money I earned otherwise. Oh, wow. So, and I've did, I did it all online. Wow. There's ways out there. This is what I want to say about the transformation. I, I spoke at a conference in Berlin, and it was an online business conference. And then I spoke at a conference in Cairo, that one. That was just in October about the online business. And what I realized is that all these online business guys, they, they make millions. They do. A lot of guys make really, really wealthy, really, really healthy uh, incomes online, but they have no idea about 
real business. Mm. So they'll do like a drop ship shop from China and they don't have any, they don't have any inventory, they don't have brick and mortar, they don't have anything. They just have cash coming in and that's it. Right. I turned that into a business. So now I consult all these online gurus about how to actually run a business. Right. And then I, and then I do, I'm doing co-masterminds with them. So they'll teach their client. A mastermind is where you invite them to Amsterdam for the weekend. Mm -hmm. $15,000 to come for three days and then they get taught a complete business process how they can leave and be successful right so I teach the offline and they teach the online so it's, oh, wow. it's never never before seen mastermind so obviously we're just you know, yeah. exploding right now and the other the other mastermind we're doing I'm doing with my partner is she's a 25 year old Muslim girl from Morocco actually and lives in Amsterdam we're doing what's called gentlemen in sports and this this is a, a sports luxury boot camp called mm. you know, it's in a secret location each time and it's 15 professional soccer players who make over a million a year. Yeah, yeah. And we have three consultants there that take care of their offline business so that they can focus while on the field. Sorry, right. the offline, off biz, off field businesses. So, you know, you take care of the taxes, take care of the investments and take care of the branding so they can focus on the field. And to focus on the field, we have a coach, a focus and performance coach that also worked with Michael Jordan and uh, these guys oh, wow. actually focus and that kind of stuff. And uh, that's just crazy exploding right now as well. Yeah, but it yeah. all has to do with one thing. It all has to do with one thing. And that's with the interpersonal reactions or the interpersonal communication with each other, the interpersonal yeah. relationship. Yeah. Wow. And you mentioned this before, but when you're thinking business and you're thinking new business, new business strategies, again, you're trusting your intuition. Tell me about your approach to business partners. And, you know, you mentioned walking away from money before. So that's strong. And, and many veterans need to hear that immediately. Like yeah. it doesn't feel right. It's okay to say no. But I also want to hear about what is the attractors and the connectors. I work a little bit differently. I'm, I'm not the big idea guy. I'm not. You know, mm -hmm. I'm the guy who sees opportunity in the ideas that other people have. Wow. So I have people with ideas and then I partner with them. And yeah. the, way I part the way I partner with them is I usually am the, let's say, the think tank. And they're the, the operational process. Right. So, so I take care of the front I'm the face or the front. And I take care of the connections and getting the right people, the investors and things. And they take care of the entire operations. Oh, wow. And it's the same thing with gentlemen in sports. I show up and I talk. You know, everything else is done uh, by my partner. Right. And um, the other businesses that I have as well. It's, all, it's usually 50-50. I, I, I like being fair. 50-50 or 49-51, you know. And uh, I, I do everything on trust. Of course, we have contracts and things. But I look for those people who immediately have a connection with me mm -hmm. on, let's say, on the... Um, it's an attitude kind of thing. It's not necessarily always the same mindset or whatever, but it's an attitude that we have like, there's nothing. If we have an idea and we believe in it and there's actually a market need for that. Right. And, you know, I think a long time ago I lost something in a chromosome or something that, that has to do with doubt because I don't doubt anything. <laughs> you know, it's so weird. It's like, you know, I don't yeah. know if I trained, trained it away, but there's, it doesn't enter my mind. And when I want to do something, I'm just going to do it. Right. As simple as that. And it's almost to the point there. If I do say, I wonder right away, it's like D -d 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 lightning, go away. <laughs> you know, you're, that's not going to happen. You know, you're not even going to go down that path. I pegged a saying that says, true belief is the absence of all doubt, right? Mm -hmm. So, and the absence of all doubt means you don't even think about it. It just is. Right. And an example is when you pray or when you meditate. Yeah. You pray for, you know, Lord Jesus, take care of this and this for me. And then you let it go because you know it's going to be taken care of. Right. Or you expect it to be taken care of or whatever it is. But it's not an active mm -hmm. process anymore. You don't think like, are you almost done? Yeah. You know, you don't, you don't. Know. <laughs> yeah. You just let it go. And that's almost the same thing as when, the way I can explain it, is that true belief is literally the lack of all doubt. Mm. The absence of all doubt, it just is not there. That's the belief that I have when I start a business with somebody, when, once we get to that point. 
And then if I feel in between that something's not going right or something's not kosher, boom, right away, we're like, hey, this is how I feel exactly. How do you feel? And we just clear it up. I mean, my one partner where I'm making all this money from, I've never met her in person. Yeah, never met her in person. Yeah. We speak three to four times a day. Mm -hmm. She's an incredible person, incredible human being, incredible woman. And I I owe her more than she she knows. And I tell her that. I tell her that all the time. Yeah, it's crazy. You know? Wow. And totally just an amazing woman. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I, I love that, you know, you just walked us through the process to become someone who can attract quality connections. And then as they connect over business, knowing what you bring to the table, knowing your expertise, knowing that place of, and I think you really hammered home something for me is just that, that lack of doubt. You knew this was for you and now you're not putting in speed bumps to drive over them. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that's what people do. And then there's many things like I have an offer to do this. I'm like, man, I'd love to do that. And then I think, okay, why would I love to do that? Because it's a challenge. What happens after the challenge is, you know, reached? Nope. Don't want to do it. Okay. Not doing it. You know, it's literally, that's how I go. Cause I'm excited to do anything new, but I look past that. Then I realize, no, I'll, I'll never keep it up. Cause it won't be exciting. Wow. And those are the, that, that, that's the process that I go through. But look, I'm really good at find, making myself unique, being that special guy. Being mm-hmm. that, that the only person in the room to do this or the only person in the room to be able to say that or the only person in the room, mm-hmm. I find those things to be the most rewarding because there you have the opportunity to actually come back to yourself and be that humble person and show everyone in the room how powerful you are as a human being and how you can just touch them without even trying to be anybody. You're just right. there. Right. You're just there. Right. 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 This is how I connected to all the politicians because they saw me as somebody who has answers uh, when it comes to like TTIP and, and just American mentality and European and what's the difference. And, mm-hmm. and I, li- I literally have, you know, party head in, in Germany that I you know, work with. But yeah. That pinging you heard was my father. That was him <laughs> from, from Chile. Uh, he's on vacation in Chile right now. They ask me questions all the time about, you know, mentality and what are your thoughts and what's your intuition? What's it telling you? Because they don't think like that. Mm. They use me as a service to be able to, and we're really good friends too. It's not right. just, you know, right, right, right. so they use my ability to their advantage as uh, how can they connect with the, with the voters? How can they connect with the people and that kind of thing? It's about finding a place for yourself where you can thrive. Yeah. And that's not saying, oh, I want to, you know, I want to be a frying pan maker. And I want the best frying pans in the world. That's something that's, that's tangible. That's the frying pan. You got to go out and market it and things like that. But what do you do as a person? You're selling right. a frying pan. What about yourself? People are going to buy from you. They're not going to buy only your frying pan. They're going to say, well, I like Steve or, you know, I, I like Bernard. You know, right. I, I, that's right. who I want to work with. And I know it's cliche, but I'll tell you what, that's the only way that you're going to surpass that, let's say, from excellent to superfluous. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and, and most people make it to excellent if they really try hard, but that's superfluous. You, that's, that's, that's another dimension. That's, mm. that's the 0.1%. And it's not just getting there, it's staying there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and I like that you really highlighted that because that's who's in your Rolodex, the 0.1%. And you talk about something that I always reflect on as, you know, for me, character is currency. You know, like if the tale of your life, you know, like your kids hate you. And, you know, like, like I remember sharing with one business leader that like I had met his son before I met him. And I was like, your son doesn't like you. Oh, yeah. You know, and he was like, yeah, he's a great son. And I'm like, no, no, you don't understand. Like, I can't do business with you because your son knows way more about you than I do. And he was like, I really don't like that. And he just shared that information. And that, like, that hurt me. Like, you know, I don't know what's going on, but maybe. Poor guy. Poor guy. Right. Sometime. And it really is a reflection on what you just said, because without knowing it, if we don't do our heart work, 
and all we focus on is the, the hard work, the business work, the marketplace, the service, like you said, the frying pan. Yeah. We miss that. There's a part of us that will never be as authentic or transparent and that will never allow us to get to a certain level and, like as you mentioned, stay there. Yeah. Well, there, there's enough people on the planet that don't want to do that. They just want to have that job and live life and just chill out, you know, and that's fine. That's everyone to their own. But those who want that, it's a process like we were talking about being, being able to be wounded, being accepting you know, defeat and that kind of thing and then moving forward and actually building upon that every single day. And there's days where I wake up, I'm like, I do not want to be here in my head. I don't want to be here. The planet isn't the place for me right now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I, I don't fight it. I say, why? Why do I feel that right now? And then that's why I stick my finger in the wound. And then I, I, I'll, I'll cry sometimes. And, you know, and, and my wife's used to me being sort of withdrawn for an hour or two until I find yeah. out what, what's going on. But then I work with it. And I'm always working on that. I'm always sharpening that spear. Right. It, it isn't for competition. And it's not for, uh, to be a better businessman. It's to be me and to stay me. Because yeah. every single day we get little needles thrown at us and little rocks and people are nicking at our feet and our knees. And, you know, if you let that happen every single day and you don't pay attention and keep brushing it off and you don't address it and look directly in its eyes, it's going to take you down one day. Yeah. You know, and, and next thing you know, you'll turn around and like you said, you're living beside your wife and not with your wife. Uh, you know, you're talking yeah. past each other. You're talking at each other and you're not talking with each other. And then worst of all, you're living with yourself, you know, next to yourself. And then, you know, I've been there. I've been there. You know, and it's not it's not a pretty place. I'm sure a lot of soldiers have been there, especially when they get out. Um, that's sort of where we all end up sort of in this. Uh oh, what now? Kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the first thing veterans try to do is do something with like weapons or tattoos. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah. You know, like just like try to do that, you know, yeah. like stay, stay in the zone, man. You know, stay in the zone. Yeah. You know, keep it easy. Keep it easy. Unfortunately, uh, not well, fortunately, not unfortunately, that the veteran brand isn't always a positive thing, number one. Mm -hmm. Number two, it's sort of getting to be burned out, if you know what I mean. Like everyone, mm -hmm. all these veteran brands out there now, you know? Yeah. There's nothing wrong. This is about being humble. And what I like to do is I like people finding out that I'm a veteran and wow. not me telling them and not me telling them. Right, right. Talk right. about cementing someone's belief in you is when they see you as a person of respect and they work with you and then suddenly they find out you were in a war and you never told them about it. They think, well, this guy, he's got something. He's got a deeper source. Right. That, that literally cements them into it. And of course, I don't want to tell them. Not, I don't want to be like, hey, look at me, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look what I did, you know? And friends introduce me all the time, like Germans and stuff. Like, oh, Steven, he's got a bronze star. He's in the Iraq war. I'm like, no. Because to them, that's like, oh, wow. Like, wow. Right, you know? right, right, right. So you got to respect that. It's not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what I, what I love about just that statement is that you talked about going soft while still being masculine, while still being who you truly are. And instead of, you know, I'm the hardest man on the planet and then not really cleaning the wounds that you know you're carrying. And then, like you mentioned, sitting with yourself and, and saying that, you know, it would be better if someone discovered yeah. the different aspects of my life well lived versus I'm just always shoving it in someone's face. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, and it's because if I operate on that moral integrity, honesty, and transparency, you know, then I'm doing what I do because it's the right thing to do, and it's because it's my morals. Right. Everything else falls into place, and that those things that fall into place, that being in the war, or being in the army, it really has nothing to do with what I'm doing. Yeah. But to them, it's a, it's an impression factor, I guess you could say, or it's a, de a deep depth factor for them. So I, you know, I understand why people say it, but what I um, encourage people to do is to get away from that in your face kind of thing, that manhood, that, that, you know, anyone, anyone stands in front of me and tells me they're a leader, they're, they don't believe it themselves or they wouldn't be telling me. Oh, wow. Oh, right? wow. So I'm a leader and I've, you know, you know, okay. 
maybe you should talk to yourself about that first, because if you're trying to convince me, then you know that means you're not convinced. A leader doesn't need to say anything; they just are. Right, right. And I understand that some there are, there are leaders out there that are true, true leaders, but they don't have that self connection. Mm. So the only way that they can feel like they feel like they they have that value is they say they're a leader. Right. Or shove it. <laughs> right. So there's, exactly. So there's two yeah, there's, yeah. you know there's two there's two points. And then of course you have leaders that aren't leaders and they just keep saying it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, it's okay. It, it's, it's like when you get your palm read. You know, everyone when when you get your palm read, I don't care. You could put twenty five people in a row and every, everybody was a king or a warrior or a prince or a queen. Everybody. Like really, in your past life, the entire planet was only kings and queens. You know, <laughs> you know who was a farmer? You know, who was the, the, the ironsmith or whatever? You know, yeah. <laughs> everybody's special. You know, it's yeah. just that it's yeah. that thing. So it's funny, and I, I I like cracking cracking down on that when I get in, the, in my seminars and stuff. When you want to talk about leadership, I got a, a leadership coming up on the nineteenth here in Budapest. Nineteen guys, and it's going to be all about mindset. It's not going to be about leader and me and oh, it's, it's, it's processes and procedures. And, for me, it's all about mindset. Right. That, like I said, right. lack of doubt. You know, the absence of doubt, and just that unwavering will to stick with that who you are through your morals and your integrity and your transparency and that kind of stuff. Yeah, just wow. it's just I, I can't even. You know, it, I wish I could put it into words clearer, but you, it's hard to do. But it's it's almost like when you know that you have your moral basis and your moral standards, you can completely let go mm -hmm. of anything of any mm -hmm. kind of inside, outside, external influences or any expectations. You know how easy it is to live like that? Wow. And how fascinatingly exciting and, and rewarding it is to live like that, where you don't have to worry about anyone because you know you're in the right place. Right. It's, yeah. it's you know, and sometimes, you know, I'm talking about now, and I'm just saying, man, I got it good. You know, sometimes <laughs> I, I got to remind myself how good I got. Yeah. You know, it's, it's incredible. Yeah. I, I, that I landed here is a miracle, and mm. I'm forever, forever grateful and thankful for it. I can tell you that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Wow. And, and, you know, it, it resonates. I, I, you know, I was on your Twitter and, you know, your pin post is, it says intuition is the only truth. And just this conversation, I feel it, like deeply feel it, you know, like, like that's where you, you measure the impact you're having on life. That yeah. am I trusting me, you know, and, and you're walking us through the process, the elimination of doubt, the consistent repetition of, of going deep so you're balancing the masculine and the feminine doing the things that matter to you family faith business and i love that again you're not sitting in the guru's position with a little bit of that pretentious pay the price to get to me thing <laughs> i know my value i would love to be a part of what you're doing if i can help i will and if i'm not the right person i'll let you know and that's exactly what it is, too. I, I, like I said, there's a lot of people that would want to hire me, or I'd like to. I, sometimes I'd like to work with some people, and it just doesn't click. It doesn't, you know, I can't help them. Yeah. Or, or they don't see a place for me. That's fine. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, I don't have to, like, oh, man, I missed it. You know, or, oh, I could have had that contract. No, it's supposed to be like that. Right. That's how it is. You know, I'm not, I'm not worried about it. It's funny because I, I sit here, and sometimes I sit here and go, man, I don't really work anymore. <laughs> it's like I, like the three months now, I've made more money than I made before, and I'm not really. I work like two hours, maybe three hours a day, and then when my wife and kids are, I take from like eighteen hundred to twenty two hundred with my wife and kids, mm -hmm. bath and movie and that kind of stuff, and then they go to bed, and then I go back on the PC, and then I work another three or four hours. Wow, with my American clients, so it's right, quiet. Right. And then I go, well, I work like five hours a day. You know, I'm like, well, how, I'm just not even work really. I'm communicating is what I'm doing. Right, right, right. And, and it's because I set that stage for my life a long time ago, and I built that stage. Yeah. And here I am, and here I am, and it, I'm so I'm completely humbled by it. It's almost like 
a couple of years ago, I'd have said, I don't deserve this and I would have destroyed her, mm. you know, uh, which is what a lot of people do. That's how mm. relationships end because yeah. a guy or a girl tries to push the other one away because they don't feel worthy. Yeah. yeah. And that's where I was a few years ago. And, and thank goodness I'm not there anymore. I mean, I'm completely worthy of this. This is my life. Oh, man. I, I love that. I built, you know, <laughs> this is what I built. Yeah. You, know? And, and, you know, that was one of my questions as I just studied your work and, you know, listened to some of your uh, conference speeches. It's like, you know, you visualize this. Yeah. And you just started freeing yourself to move into the energy that takes you there. And it's but now, again, I'm talking to you now. I'm like, man, this, this, this is proof. You know, so I'm, I'm so excited that this message is going to get out there and, and, you know, more people are going to connect with you. And just some of the things that you share, you know, I, listeners, I want you to head over to stephencoon.com, read some of his blogs, you know, watch some of his videos. You'll be challenged by the humility of this conversation after you realize all that he's actually done. You know, <laughs> that's like so amazing because what I like to always showcase is the energy that after you take the uniform off, the world doesn't end. Life doesn't become disastrous. You can have an amazing life. And as you mentioned, what you did when you were 25 doesn't have to be the highlight of a well-lived life. And again, if you didn't mention your age, you know, I'd challenge you on that, but you know, <laughs> you're not just one area. And I think at times people just like, well, I'm a business magnate and you're suffering in some other areas. My family is poor. My, you know, my health is poor. And you're like, no, I'm going to enjoy life. I'm going to be deserving of the life that I know I attracted by doing the work, both the hard work and the hard work, and just trusting the intuition along the way. And creating that balance, you know, and that's why I take time from six to 10 only with my family. That's why I take time for me in the morning to train, to go to the gym and to do whatever I do, you know, different kind of meditations and things I got if I do it, if I need it. And that's why I take the time to meet friends and I celebrate life and, you know, yeah. just that focus on one. I've actually focused less and less and less over the years on business mm -hmm. than I have on everything else. And the more I focus on the well-being of my entire life, the more successful at more of an ease I become in business. Wow. So you'd be surprised that that business almost takes care of itself once you have that attraction, let's say the law of attraction, I guess you want to call it, yeah. of that person who's in his middle, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, in, his, mm -hmm. in his place, in her place, and you're in her, you're in your place. People then come to you. And I was talking to a business partner yesterday. I just became an associate partner yesterday of a big media company. Oh wow! And, well, yes, of course. It was sort of a surprise because they asked me if I could help them. You know, set up a. They have consulting gigs where. It's, it's quite interesting. It's, it's an online uh, company and they do all kinds of online social media and, and sales and they guarantee revenue. So basically they sell $100,000 consulting packages Oh wow! and they guarantee you that revenue, that back in revenue within four months or you get your money back or you get your money back. I was so surprised. I was like, okay, really? So I looked at some of the client lists they had and I was completely surprised that they had some big wigs in there and some big corporates. So I talked to some of my contacts and we have four appointments already. Oh, wow. uh, but they're like, hey, could you join us? Because that's, you know, it's 400 grand right there just for them. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't like talking money, but I'm talking in those lines because 100 grand's nothing. It's in, in the big picture of my 50 years. What's 100 grand? Yeah. It, it wouldn't even, it wouldn't have lasted five years. or. <laughs> Come on. And I, I like talking big numbers sometimes or what I used to think were big numbers because it's all relative, man. It's all relative. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. if you think it's big, it's going to stay big. Right. And, and out, out of reach as well. Exactly. It's, if it's unattainable, it'll, it'll stay unattainable forever. Mm -hmm. You know, when I talk to veterans, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in the veteran tribe with Andrew O'Brien and right. I'm in, in that, um, in the warrior council, which is the paid page. Yeah. And when I talk to some of these guys in there, I'm just so surprised at the will they have to succeed, but also the will they have to stand in their own way. 
Mm-hmm. And I say, hey, did you try this? Yeah, but you know, when I do that, then they're going to think this. And if I do that, I can't do that. I'm like, well, you didn't even try it. You didn't even try it yet. You yeah. didn't even try it yet. You know, yeah. uh, let, let go, let go, let go. So I find myself more and more not teaching business practices, but teaching self value and, you know, right. letting go of any blockages that you have and the things that are keeping you down. And why does you think the way you think? I'm not a psychologist by any means, nor do I want to get into that business. Uh, <laughs> 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 if you get my drift. You know, sometimes you just have to break away that ice and that armor and say, man, quit being like that. You're hurting yourself. It forces them to look at you. Mm. If they look at you and they go, did you just really say that to me? And then they sort of turn red and feel like, oh, my God, he did. And he's not wavering and he's not embarrassed. And it's just Mm. he needs it. He needs it from the heart. So suddenly you're touching them and they're like, okay. And then that's when the tears come or, you know, the regret and that kind of. And then that's when the deep conversations begin. Yeah. Yeah. The end of ourselves. Now. As we prepare to wrap up, I'd love for you to just share a bit more about the Warrior Council. I'd love for more veteran leaders to join that or be aware that they can be in a community learning from minds like yourself and from, you know, a story legacy of not not just business done well, but family done well. Well, there's a veteran entrepreneur tribe. It's like 10,000 or 11,000 veterans. That's the free page where you can bounce ideas off each other. Now, the the Warrior Council is a paid membership. It's $97 a month. And that's of people who really want to grow their business and actually have go to that next level. And what we do in there is we help each other usually for free. And I do a lot of consulting in there. We do a lot of ideas bouncing back and forth and stuff. But what I get out of it the most, I think, is the fact that I have a place to go mm. to unload, you know, and say, look, you know, sometimes you have those days. You need to talk yeah. to veterans. You don't want any civilians around. You just want to talk to veterans. Oh, yeah. And then you can bounce things off, say, look, guys, I'm having this thing. Is this what you guys have too? Yes, yes, no. And I think, and Andrew, look, Andrew's very polarizing. and He wants to be that way, and that's fine. <laughs> uh, but I'll tell you this. As much as I've done, as much as I've seen, as much as, as, much as I earn or don't earn or whatever it is, I've called him twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mm-hmm. spoke with him directly twice. And each time I walked away with more knowledge, and I started making money immediately. I, I called him last Thursday, just as an idea. I said, you used to do publicity, right? He goes, yeah. I said, what did you do to sell the articles? What was your, he told me, I said, I can do that. So I called my partner in Amsterdam. I said, can you do publicity? And she goes, yes. I sold 10 grand worth of, of, of articles that day, 10,000 net in one day after talking to, to Andrew for 15 minutes. So, <laughs> don't ever judge a book by its cover. That's all I got to say. Oh, yeah. Oh. And then, then Andrew offered in the Warrior Council, he offered, I think, four people the chance to have him as a mentor for 12 months because he wants to do case studies. Mm, mm-hmm. And of course, it, it was, I don't know, it was like $2,000, $3,000 or something. And I grabbed it immediately. And yeah. people were like, why in the, would you hire Andrew O'Brien as your mentor? You should be teaching him. I said, he knows yeah. what I don't. Simple as that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, and, and so like, I don't judge a book by its cover. Everybody has some, uh, some ads value. Everybody has something that I can learn from and I'll always be teaching and always be learning. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. There it is. There it is. Wow, 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 wow. Again, head over to stephencoon.com. I, I would say follow all his stuff, Instagram, Twitter, you know, because just the energy, the energy, it's not false. It's not marketing. It's you. And I think as people uh, get to know you, learn from you, then they'll be more free to truly live the life that their heart resonates with. You know, versus just chasing the dollar or chasing what, like you said, the groups think what feels safe and feels good. And I think that is like you're, you're, you're like living proof of why I wanted to have these conversations to show veterans that as we continue to serve beyond the uniform, that life can get better. You know, and yes, we still have to deal with our PTSD. Yes, we still have to deal with 
How do we reconnect deeply with family? It's a part of it. It's part of the course. And yes, we have those days, like you mentioned, where you yeah. want to be in a warrior council where it's just us. You know? <laughs> yeah. But look, it's still amazing. You know? Yeah, it is. When I look back on my military, there's not a day that goes by that I do not think about my time in the military. Mm. You know, I, I got out in 1993, you got to realize. And I still think of it every single day. Oh, wow. And But I think of the good things. Yeah. You know, I think of the yeah. things that made me who I am and helped help me get to where I am right now. And I think of the buddies and the friends and the people that I miss, you know, I respect and talk to those guys who are no longer here. I say guys because I served in the combat unit, so I never served with women. So I don't mean that to be any different way than I mean it. Right. And, you know, so I talk to these guys who are not there and I post things on Facebook to remember them. And it, for me, it means so much to not let that go. Yeah. You know, so that people understand here that I'm not saying get away and blow it off and run away from your veteran past. I'm saying respect it as for what it is. Right. And right. Use, it as a, use it as a source, as a flame that, you know, your pilot light, so yeah. if, you will, if yeah. you will. Oh, it yeah. Keeps you, it, keeps you, it keeps me grounded. And when I look at myself sometimes and I'm sitting there, I worked with Andrea Bocelli for two years until last year. I sold myself to him. Oh, wow. He didn't know me. He didn't know me. He didn't know he needed me until I told him that he needed me. And then he needed me. And I'm sitting there and one day and I, I, I was thinking, I was like, man, 25 years ago or 30 years ago, I was a private in the army, mm. barely, made, barely made it through high school, came from that typical American nightmare uh, home, home life. And here I am on the world stage with Andrea Bocelli. <laughs> You know what I mean? And, and you're thinking, yeah. how did I get here? How did I get here? And you, it all started with that little flame, that little flame that the army lit under my butt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Come on. <laughs> and since then, everything just flourished. But it, it only came through, like I said, like we told take the armor off and get ready to be wounded, get ready to be hurt. Feel, right. uh, allow yourself to feel that pain, man, and let it go through you and out the other side. Yeah. 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 yeah don't park it. Don't park it. Nope. Nope. Well, any parting words of wisdom everything you said was very <laughs> next level but anything sure thing if there's anyone in, in in the military that's thinking about getting out and if we want to talk pure business right here i would say get into a course that's going to teach you building an online business passive income that's the quickest way to be safe when you get out of the military to have something before you leave yeah. um, i know this, there's actually guys in the warrior council that have full-blown businesses that are still in the military Oh, wow. And they have full blown, I'm talking online, this guy, the one guy, uh, you know, has a t-shirt company and it's really, really well-known t-shirt company. Yeah, yeah, all, yeah. Of us, all of us would know. And, and he's just killing it, but he's still in the Navy. So that's what I would suggest for anyone getting out of the Army. If they're worried about what they're going to do, if they're thinking about, you know, I need a job at the post office, I need, I need security or whatever. Security means smaller horizons. Mm. Security means a smaller life. That's what it means. I'm sorry. But yeah. security means you're not going to spread your wings. Yeah, and everyone, everyone's here to spread their wings. Everyone should feel the feeling of flying over the cliff's edge. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Wow. Well said. Well said. Well, lastly, again, I've been hinting strongly. Head over to stephencoon.com. What I would suggest is that you join his email list. You keep up with, you know, where he's going to be on the rare occasions that he is going to be in you know, a place near you. You want to get over. You want to meet him. You, you want to, again, look him in the eyes and just truly feel his teachings of honesty, integrity, and transparency. It's not just words. You know, he lives this and he is humble enough to tell people when he's not the right person for them. He's humble enough to walk away from something just because it doesn't feel right. But he's also shared with us just how you can just truly clean the wounds out, eliminate self-doubt, reconnect with your family in a new way and in a robust, intense you know, like you're meeting for the first time way and keep and sustain that by, by doing your work. 
But also, I love that you talk business with us and really just talk this through. Stop forgetting that $400,000 a month in income is a possibility because someone's doing it and we can be doing that as well. 19-year-old kids doing a million a month here in Hungary. Online. <laughs> Online. 19 years old. Dropped out of high school. Wow. And he's not lucky. He's not lucky at all. He's just, he's just doing the work. Simple as that. Has a vision. I love that. I love that. Awesome. It was a true honor for me to be here. I cherish such opportunities to be able to share what I can share, especially in the in this format where I get asked questions. I'm not very good at just saying what I want to say because it, there's no context to it. So it mm-hmm. comes, like you said, sometimes it comes, it comes across uh, sort of strange. So I shy away from non-theme oriented sort of discussions. Got it. Got it. I, I really appreciate it. Because I, you know, what, what what's about me? It's not about me. It's about right. passing, passing on that knowledge. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so this is a perfect, perfect platform for that. I really appreciate that. I'm honored, honored to uh, speak with you and uh, just thank you for, you know, sharing because, you know, again, man, like I said, just, just feeling your truth when you were sharing with Chris, you know, honored that he connected us, you know, I got to reach out to him and tell him I own a couple beers or something because like that interview with him was just so spot on with just you sharing like guys and I call it the hard work. It's the hard work. You know, we all are so focused on the hard work. So thank you very much. My pleasure. My honor. (laughs) Thank you. Have a great one and uh, have a great afternoon. All right. right. Thanks so much.